Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. This is Paul Blair. I'm alongside my cohort in crime here at Fairview Baptist slash Liberty <laughs> Church Edmund. That's right. Dan Fisher. Uh, we have the privilege of trying to destroy this church faster than any church we've ever destroyed in past history. Yeah, out of all the churches ever passed, this one's dying, dying the, the fastest. fastest. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are coming to you weekly talking about current cultural events and trying to put a little bit of a conservative and biblical spin on them to make sure we have proper understanding of Sons of Issachar and our generation. And of course, Dan, we had done last week's program talking about the insanity of having the home of a former president raided. Yeah. And of course, we've found out more about that raid in the last week. So tell me, what is the history of what's called a general warrant? Yeah. Well, Paul, to be honest with you, that was one of the real sticking points with the colonists in the 1770s, because what King George was doing is, of course, he considered these rabble-rousers to be the real troublemakers, guys like Sam Adams mm -hmm. and you name them. And so what they were doing is they were issuing general warrants so that the British authorities could basically kick down the door of, let's say, a citizen in Boston and go in and just look for whatever they wanted. Just look around so we can find anything. If that we, we can, can find up. anything mm -hmm. to incriminate this person. And so you know that if you're looking hard enough, you'll probably find something. And and so one of the things that the colonists really objected to were, were these general warrants. So out of that, and of course a war to break free of the control of the king, they came up with the first 10 amendments mm -hmm. to the Constitution. We all know those called the Bill of Rights. And the Fourth Amendment was specifically written to deal with this subject. Don't use the, the phrase general warrant, but read it. I think you've the got it. The Fourth right Amendment, there. the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Now, what shall not, not be, be violated? And no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, uh -huh. supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Exactly. So you would go to a judge and tell them the thing, your suspicions and see if the judge would issue a warrant to search their home based upon probable cause and the That's things right. you expect to find and what you're looking for. That's right. As far as just kicking down the door and coming in and rummaging through your papers, trying to find anything that they might hold you is a violation of the United States Constitution. That's exactly right. So uh, yesterday, Trump... Uh, issued uh, a statement that they had taken his passports because he has more than one. I think he had like three passports. Now, I don't know how many were still valid, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming all three. They had taken his passports, and he said, for Pete's sake, they took my passports. Today, they issued basically an apology, or maybe it was yesterday afternoon. I don't know. But after he released the statement, they, the, the Department of Justice said, oops, we're sorry, we took those by accident. Uh -huh. Now, uh -huh. there is a, a practice that if someone is about to be indicted and they're considered to be a flight risk, then they'll take the person's passport so they can't leave the country to escape 
uh, prosecution or persecution in this particular instance. Did it ever dawn on them that this man travels with presidential security? Well, yeah. I mean, pl- yeah. Plus, where is Donald Trump going to Yeah, hide? exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, well, in fact, he's probably the most well-known person in the world. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would assume that Donald Trump. So they took his passport. Now, here they apologize. Oops, we'll get those back to you. Now, what does that tell you? They weren't looking for his passports. Mm-hmm. They were just looking for stuff. Gathering and stuff as they're up. gathering yeah. stuff up, they accidentally, uh, mm-hmm. assuming yeah. that what they're saying is true, accidentally threw in his passports. Now, I don't know about the accidental part. It's but nothing see, that's but a general search. Illegal intimidation. It's exactly It's a right. violation of the Constitution. It's one of the things our forefathers went to war over. To stop. Having an un, un, unconstitutional search and seizure of items out of their own home. Yeah. And by the way, it came from a biblical foundation. <laughs> if you look at the law of Israel, one of the... A statements or one of the uh, one of the statutes was Deuteronomy 24 verse 10 when you lend your brother anything you shall not go into his house to get his pledge you shall stand outside and the man to whom you lend shall bring the pledge out to you that is really the basis of the whole idea of just getting yeah. in someone's door and going into their home well, unless you have probable cause and you get a warrant from a judge what you are looking for in particular we believe this person is guilty of a crime right then you can have the search warrant and go in. But a general warrant is unconstitutional. This whole thing is insanity. No, it's right. And so what they're doing is they're just flaunting the law. They're saying, look, we don't have to abide by this. Doesn't apply to them. No, no. If we want to break the Fourth Amendment, we will. And if we think it's important enough, we'll do it. And by the way, you quoting that passage out of the Old Testament is proof positive that maybe not necessarily the framers were quoting from the Bible, but the English law traditions from which this whole concept comes Mm -hmm. is right out of Scripture. Natural law, laws of nature, nature's God. And Locke, and see, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. they misquote, or misunderstand Locke to be saying the law, natural law, meaning the law of the jungle. Mm-hmm. No, later on in his other writings, he he specified that what he meant was the Bible and the God of the nature mm-hmm. was the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So he clarified, I'm not talking about some uh, just anonymous God. It wasn't a deist belief in no. God. It was a biblical. And the law of the jungle, he meant the laws of God as written down in the Old and right. ultimately New Testament. Right. So, so even if our framers were not directly quoting from the Duke book of Deuteronomy, the tradition from which they drew sure. that concept is right out of the Bible. And, and they are well, many of them are quoted as talking about that man's law cannot violate God's law. Right, that God has spoken, it was settled. That's exactly right. And they would state that the ultimate lawgiver is God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, yeah. and Jacob, hence the law given at Mount Sinai. So they did reference either directly or indirectly, or indirectly. everything that they made was based upon a biblical worldview. Yeah. So, so let's argue for just a moment. What if that's not true? What if God is not the ultimate lawgiver? Then who is? Mm-hmm. Anybody that's got a bigger gun? Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Well, in this particular instance, she holds the bigger weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, she has the House of Representatives and all of her political influence. So, you know, when people would say, well, you know, I don't know if I want the Bible forced on me. Well, then whose standard do Mm -hmm. you want forced on you? Mm -hmm. Because someone is going to enforce a standard. The old idea, you can't legislate morality. Well, then what do you legislate? Oxygen? (laughs) You know, what is it? The weather? And so 
So the whole idea of the Bible yep. being the basis, if it isn't, then there is no basis. Yep. And as we talked about on our last Zoom call, I mean, the the understanding that people that talk about, oh, the Constitution, oh, the these old white men that gave us all this stuff. <laughs> the reason America is exceptional is because of the biblical truths that were applied it, to the exactly formation right. and foundation of America. Yeah. Uh, for example, Deuteronomy 17 is the part that describes when Israel would one day ask for a king. They were told, first of all, that king had to be a natural-born citizen. You couldn't oh, have a foreigner serving as a, So in the Constitution, you must be a natural-born citizen if you're going to serve in the office of president. I wonder where they got that idea. I wonder where. I wonder. And then, of course, the idea that once that king was to take his seat of, of authority, uh, according to what God told Moses, and Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 17, the king was to take a copy of their Constitution i.e. the Torah, the law law. that was given to Israel at Mount Sinai, that they consented to being governed by. They said, (laughs) all the Lord has said we will do. That was their consent. Deuteronomy 17, the king was supposed to take a copy of the law. Before he began any business, he was to write every word of it out longhand. He was supposed to refer to it daily. And the scripture very clearly says the king, even the king didn't have the freedom to deviate to his left or to To his his right. right. He was bound by the rule of law. So the things that we have here in America, the natural law which governs us, the rights that we have, the unalienable rights, these things are guaranteed and guaranteed in the Constitution. The Constitution defines what the federal government can do and, more importantly, what, what they can't do. do. And this is one of them, a yeah. clear violation yeah. of the Constitution. So, so what do you have when the government is no longer bound by the Fourth Amendment? What do you have? Tyranny. It's yep. exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think one of the reasons they've done this to former President Trump, of course, he, you know, he'll always be known as President Trump, mm-hmm. even if he's never reelected, he's President Trump. Right. There, I think one of the reasons they did this was to send the signal, if we can do this to the president, yep. we can do it to you, buddy. Yep. And you look at everybody that was in, in his administration. Oh, they're now they've been blacklisted. railroaded. They've all been arrested, roughed up like this. This, no doubt, right. is a sign. Along with the same week, we have 87,000 new IRS agents. Yeah. That, according to their own website, we want to make sure that they are capable of carrying a gun and are afraid to use it. Deadly force. I'm sorry. Yeah, they actually spell out deadly force. So basically, you can spell IRS as Gestapo. No, exactly right. Yeah. And so if, if they're willing to use deadly force, does that mean that if somehow you're in uh, litigation with them and you're not paying them what they say you owe what them? they say, exactly. Yeah. Then they can use deadly force? I mean, when, when will this, when would an IRS agent be able to say, okay, I needed to use deadly force. Paul owes me $50. He didn't pay it. Pop. He was reaching for his phone to call his accountant. So I <laughs> and had I to shot him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine when a tax agent would need to use deadly force. They wouldn't unless they were arresting Al Capone. Well, right. But even then, yeah. the IRS agents didn't no, arrest right. him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so... So this is what happens. So when people say, well, I don't hear all about this government and and laws. I preach the gospel. Well, let me tell you what, buddy. If we don't emphasize these things, you won't be preaching the gospel openly. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because they'll come after you. And and, and understand, you know, we talked about this the other day. Ephesians 4 talks about the gifts that God gave the church. Yeah. Talks about evangelists. Talks about pastors, teachers, 
Those are actually three different things. And we, quite frankly, as pastors of this church, incorporate all three. Yeah. We do use evangelism because there are times we want to share the gospel with a lost person or reassure someone their salvation by reminding them of what the gospel says. Yeah. Then there are times where we want to pastor our flock, protect them, lead them, feed them, guide them, whatever, shelter them. And then there are times where we are teaching biblical worldview. Go and make disciples, teaching them to observe all all things things. whatsoever I've commanded you, beginning from Genesis 1 all All the way through Revelation 22. That's right. And if you look at Paul's epistles, he dealt with everything. dealt with families, within churches, dealing with the government. Paying wages, the whole deal, paying your taxes. The whole deal. This idea of I only preach the gospel. Oh, great. Maybe you're just an evangelist. Get a tent and you can travel 52 weeks out of the year and doing tent revivals, just doing the Billy Graham thing. But if you're pastoring, then you're supposed to be making disciples. That's exactly right. There is evangelism, there's pastoring, and there's teaching them to observe all things. But no one would claim that a pastor should never be evangelistic. Right. Well, right. then why would an evangelist never want to be pastoral? True. That's true. There are, yep. See, we all serve in different ways in mm-hmm. all of those, even if that's not our primary call, it's at least our secondary or third calling. Yep. So we function in and out of all of those areas of giftedness, even though that may not be my primary area of giftedness. So this whole nonsense of saying, well, I'm not going to preach that because that's preaching politics. Well, just something as simple as the mm-hmm. Fourth Amendment If we don't abide by that and understand why that really is ultimately a biblical principle, then, then buddy, we are wide open to have our homes and our churches invaded by the brown shirts and the black boots. They'll use it on Dan Fisher. That's exactly right. Paul Blair. They use it on any of it. In fact, they intend to. Yep. These 87,000 brand new IRS agents that are willing and actually required to be able to use a weapon and deadly force. Who do you think they're going to use that on? And you know what it'll be? It'll be, you know what? That Pastor Fisher... Pastor Fisher isn't celebrating LGBTQ plus Pride Month. In fact, he preaches why don't, against Why don't we audit him? Why don't you go check out his taxes? Yeah. Just look around until you find something. General with warrant. With a tax code as tall as from here to the moon. And ambiguous. And ambiguous. Exactly yeah. right. So, so Ben Carson, most yeah. of us know who Ben yeah. Carson is, the surgeon who actually hit the radar screen for most of us when he mm-hmm. spoke at that prayer breakfast when uh, President Obama was then yep. the president. Yep. And he has the audacity to slam Obama. Obamacare at that prayer breakfast with President Obama seated just right Mm -hmm. off beside him. Ben Carson said that up until that time, he had never been audited. In the next year or a little over, he was audited three times. Now, why do you think all of a sudden they're auditing him? I'm sure it was just a coincidence. Of course, it was just accidental. Your government would never weaponize any institution against you, would they? Of course they would. (laughs) Exactly right. And that's why they say we're going to use deadly force. So I think these kinds of things, Paul, are so important that guys understand you and I are not preaching politics. I couldn't care less about politics what we're trying to preach is principles mm-hmm. of liberty and proper governance. They go hand in hand. And yep. if you don't have proper governance, you're not going to have liberty. It affect every area of our lives. No, that's exactly right. every area of our lives. That's, that's exactly what, that When we talk about comprehensive biblical worldview, that's it. what we mean is Jesus is Lord of all of our lives. Everything about us, 24-7. 
seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 168 hours a week. Everything we do is supposed to be yeah. done in the glory of God. Yeah. So this attack on our former President Trump this last week was a gross violation of the That's Constitution. Exactly right. It was something that our founding fathers went to war with Great Britain over, and it's something that we as free citizens in the United States cannot stand for. So make sure that you know it. Make sure your congregations know it, yeah. your family know it. We have to recognize what's right and what's wrong, why it's wrong, and point it out and stand against it. And can I say one last yeah, thing? Please, please do. It could be that some of our listeners didn't particularly care for President Trump. Maybe they didn't like his past, mm -hmm. although I think all of us probably have things in our past that we're thankful that God's mm -hmm. forgiven us for it and, and we don't get it dragged back up into the public you know view all the time but but they may not have liked his attitude or his style or his tweets mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter whether we like president trump or not if they can do this and violate the fourth amendment on anyone even george Sor well is he a citizen no is i don't george even think he's okay well let's just assume for a moment bill, bill gates of yeah, hell yeah, yeah. is a citizen of yeah. the united states <laughs> So, so I, I borrowed that from Alex Newman, but I love Bill it. Bill Gates of hell, yeah. yeah. But but Bill Gates is a, a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want them to be able to do this yeah. to Bill Gates sure. either, because if they can do it to my enemy, then my enemy, when they're in power, can do it to me. That's right. right. I think that's important, whether they that, like that's Trump or not. That's a principled stand. That's right. The law applies to all. It applies to all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Ex what? I'm sorry. This is not this is riding word. the storm. This riding the storm out. I get yeah. the radio confused with the <laughs> well, podcast. Hey, Thank you, you know. for joining us for this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. Thank you very much, Pastor Fisher. We look forward <laughs> to being with you next time for whatever it is we choose to delve into next week. When you tune in, we'll know what audited. we're talking about. This is going to get us audited. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're going to be in jail. Dan together. Fisher. He lives in Yukon. Loose out in the woods. Nobody will even notice when you kick his door in. <laughs> They're going to come after us and wipe us out. Until next week, God bless you. <laughs>